Welcome to the canteen. Find us on social media at Dash with Flash and at your podcast catcher of choice with your host, Bill Masons and Scott Fiedler. Welcome to the canteen. Hey, Feeds, let's head on over to the canteen. What do you think? Let's do it, Phil. Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to the canteen. My name is Phil Nasons. He's Scott Fiedler, and we're broadcasting from the Brookwood Camps Canteen, the Sports Academy at Brookwood Camps Canteen, where you send us your most precious gift, and we return them better human beings. What's going on, Feeds? Nothing exciting. Super Bowl week, my friend. Super Bowl week. You know? Yeah, I, I have no enthusiasm for the Super Bowl this year, bro. You know, you know I have to tell you, I was like you at the beginning. Okay. But I have to say, I'm intrigued by the whole thing this year. Why? I'm intrigued by Tom Brady going to number 10. Okay. I'm intrigued that Patty Mahomes, he's playing, you know, the next great quarterback in the league and Patty Mahomes. It's okay. like, you know, is this going to be the passing of the torch? Is it going to be, uh, you know, Brady gets another? And, and to be honest, the funny thing is I don't care either way. Um, I actually would like to see Brady win one without Belichick and start dispelling the myth of how great Belichick was because he's a good coach. He's not a ridiculous coach. Okay. Okay. So I'm not excited I, I, about this at all. I, I see that. I, I'm, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I, I am. I, I think it's an intriguing matchup. I think it should be fun. And I think they're two pretty good teams. No, that part I get. And I'm really happy that they were able to uh, get to the Super Bowl without too many implications or complications or cancellations or whatever. But I lost interest in the NFL after the Denver Broncos weren't allowed to uh, or had to play without a quarterback. And then I watched the Cleveland Browns play without their wide receivers. And I can't remember who the other team was, but they played without running backs. So it was one of those things where I thought, wow, this is kind of strange. Now, I know that the Baltimore Ravens had 30-plus corona cases, but they kept moving these games and dates over and over, and it screwed up the Pittsburgh Steelers, too. It took them out of their rhythm. So I thought, go ahead. I mean, I I agree with you. There's no question that it was an unusual year and all of that stuff, but um, I don't think it was quite, you know, because of COVID it was different, but you know what? Let's be honest. The healthiest team usually wins the Super Bowl, not necessarily the most talented. Well, that's true, but uh, COVID is it? This is an extra kind of surface or well, extra was, situation. Well, well, here's the question you would have to say to yourself right now, okay? Okay. If, if Patty Mahomes or Tom Brady tested positive, what would this league do? Well, if they were consistent, they would uh, play the game anyway, but. Knowing wow. Roger let, let Goodell, be, let's be honest though. Knowing Roger Goodell, he'll make sure that that game plays with their two stars in it because it's Absolutely. not about the Kansas City Chiefs and it's not about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's about what you opened with, the torch or whatever that means, being passed from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes. That's mm-hmm. what everybody's looking at is this thing. My whole thing is that I never thought they should have played in the first place. You know, when I saw that kid from the University of Florida fall down, I didn't really want to deal with college basketball anymore. You know, COVID is a serious thing, and we don't really even know the long-term. long-term yeah, and that's the part I mean, that makes me nervous. Yeah, did, I mean, did you watch any of uh, the real sports this week? 
uh, with Brian Gumble. Oh no, I don't watch that stuff. Well, Go ahead. I, I'll be I'll be honest. It was I, I don't watch it often, but it was very interesting this week, and there were actually two great stories. Um, the first one is talking about the long hauling COVID kids. So <clears throat> it was mostly female athletes that really couldn't get come back from getting COVID. Right. And it was an interesting tale of, you know, hey, there's people that, you know, it's not just the, the flu. You know, these were star athletes that, you know, a, a girl that was running, you know, 5Ks that uh, it can't, is, is in heart rehab now because of the way it affected her. Right. That, you know, all that that you say is why I didn't think they should even play. Right. I, I don't but, feel know, like it, people's listen, lives. You know the deal. It's money. You know how it works. Come on. Well, that part I get. But uh, for me personally, from a moral standpoint, I feel like this. If you can't play professional tennis for 10 months, then you shouldn't be playing football at all. Right. Well, well do you I have zero issues with anybody that opted out? None. I, I wouldn't zero. have played either. I would have said, you I know what? I, I stay home. Right. And I have zero, you know, zero for them. I, I, I'm fine with anyone that opted out saying, hey, they weren't comfortable. Who who would be comfortable? I think that these players, you know, they want to make their money because football is different than, say, baseball and basketball. So yes, they, you lose a year in football, you lose a lot. You lose a lot because your lifespan is, what, four to five years if you're lucky? Mm-hmm. Or your uh, career expectancy length. So you know what? It's tough. And and I would probably have opted out. But I understand why the guys played. You know, they want to play. They want to get their money. The teams, I think the teams probably lost a lot of money because of concessions and all these things. Yeah, but they got their TV money. That's that. Yeah, but that's the big big deal to them. Well, right. Yeah, but the other stuff matters too. Um, Listen, I, I... I can't tell you what I would do. I got to be honest. I already know what I would do. I wouldn't. You know, do it. I know. I know you. You wouldn't. I probably would play. Well, okay, that's fine. What you know, I, it's what I do. You know, I mean, that's the way I would look at it. You know, if, uh, but, you know, the same way I've let, you know, my kids play sports, uh, certain sports through this. Right. I get that part. For me, though, it's different because my my tennis was never in my neighborhood. Or in my local league. My tennis was always traveling. And that's a mother. You know, uh, I we were laid off from our... Uh, we should be actually doing the Super Bowl. It's probably another reason why I'm not that fired up about it. Uh, you, Gary Danielson should be there. Well, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. And we, I just don't get that excited about it. However, I do have a job to do. I do have predictions for this game, and I'll make those here today. But uh, awesome, yeah, of awesome. course. I, I still have a job, you know. I'm not affected by it. Although I will say this: I was supposed to publish two more books, and I'm going to a basketball book for betting basketball 101 and betting what was it? Oh, I'm sorry, betting hockey, NHL hockey 101. And those books are written. But I didn't want to publish them because these seasons, uh, most of the things that I use for not act, uh, don't, don't come into play. This yeah, year. you can't evaluate these games because it's hard enough to pick a winner. It really is. You know, people think it's easy. Well, go ahead and try it. 
in normal times, it's hard enough. Well, that's what I mean. And I'm pretty accurate. Now, that being said, I've done all right. But it's hard to handicap a game, first of all, for a winner. And second of all, it's even more more difficult when we don't even know who's playing. Now, the Super Bowl, we have a good idea that unless they have a broken bone or are in a wheelchair, they're going to play. These guys are not not going to play. Mike Evans. Some play with broken bones. Jack well, Youngblood, remember? I do remember Jack Youngblood. Yeah, and he wasn't the only one. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen guys out there with broken legs playing because it is a dream come true for them. It could be the only time they ever make it. You know, it's hard to repeat as champions. I will say that. It's hard to get there. You know, people talk about it all the time. I mean, Jay played 11 years in the league. Made it to the conference championship games twice. Never made a Super Bowl. Right. But they got a long way. I mean, they did all right. But... He got far twi- you know, he got far a few times, but was literally I mean, well, he was uh he was on that great um Minnesota Vikings team in ninety nine. Yes, I remember. We were all there. Well, uh, you guys uh, were there. Yeah, and, Ga- and we were re- ready to plan our trip to the Super Bowl and Gary Anderson, who didn't miss a kick all season misses the kick to send them to the Super Bowl and they lose in overtime. That's right. I still I, you know what I remember most about that season is that I was coming I was supposed to go back to Las Vegas. And I stayed I stayed at the camp because I wasn't starting back until uh October because they were going to shut the casino down anyway. So I remember going back in that year late because Jay got picked up by the Vikings after he'd been released. Mm-hmm. And I and I remember your dad had to take your mom to an appointment, and we won't get into that. But mm-hmm. he said to me, he goes, handle the phones, boy, for the next four <laughs> hours. He says, you know how to talk to newspaper people because they're going to be calling. And sure enough, they did. He said, don't not miss a call. <laughs> well, Kenny, Kenny loved publicity, that's for sure. Yeah, he did. He did any way he could get it. And... But it was always usually 99.9% of the time in a positive light. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I remember. Let, let me, t- let me tell you about the second story that I thought was interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to spring this one on you, Phil. You know, oh, we good. didn't talk about this and then we'll, you know, and then of course we'll talk Super Bowl, get your predictions. I think, uh, we got a some ton of the prop, prop bets we had talked about. A like ton of bets them. And, and, you know, things that you uh, really, I think, can help some people out if they're interested. I think I can. But, uh, but it was funny. The second story, Phil, and, and I, I got to tell you, I, I almost want to write the guy a letter. Um, it was about a football coach in, in Minnesota. Okay. He who was a cop as well. Okay. So he was a, a cop um, and a black cop. So... The story was basically talked about how he took over this North program. They've won state championships. They've been incredible. And then, of course, George Floyd hit. And, okay. um, you know, he got called in. And, uh, you know, here he is going, you know, I'm basically saying goodbye to my wife and kids the night of the riots. You know, I don't know if I'm coming home alive. You mean the peaceful protests? Oh, yeah, the peaceful protests. Correct. Right. Yeah. Let's let's make so sure we get the vocabulary correct. <laughs> yeah. Except uh, if you watch the show, you know how peaceful they were. Yeah, well, whatever. Go ahead. Continue and, on. Uh, you know, so he, he's talking about how, you know, he doesn't know that he's going to be home that night. And uh, it, it was just an interesting piece about how uh, 
to me, it was a guy that stood for the right things all the time and gets put in the middle of something that's ridiculous. Right. You know, and he, he said, you know, listen, I lost friends over it. I'm a cop. This is what I do. You know, and people, if you're questioning the way I feel about anything, then you're not my friend, you know? And, uh, it turned out that, uh, you know, long story short, he, he, he's still coaching the team. He coaches the team with, uh, three other cops. Uh, they do it well again. He, uh, you know, the kids swear by him, but it was just interesting because, uh, how this whole police defunding nonsense all comes into play. Cause he was actually, he got transferred to the school as the school police officer. All right. And because of the riots and stuff, they got rid of that position in schools. Right. You know, with some cockamamie nonsense. Right. So he wound up, here you are, you got a great cop, a good guy, a, a solid human being who winds up leaving the force and is now in security with the Minnesota Twins. You know, but, it, you know, he talked about the old days of, you know, neighborhood policing, and community policing and the way, you know, you got to know these people. And, and it was a Phil, you would love the story. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, I, I would love to reach out to him and. Maybe we could even get him on a show one day. I don't know. Okay. Well, we're reaching out to him now. We'll find out who he is. If you can find, will you point him to me? We'll just tweet at him and say we talked about him. We don't know his name, but I guess his name isn't. Well, I'll find it. I'll find his name because, you know, it was on on a real sports story. So So what? uh, So what was what was you going to ask me about? Um, let me think now. As I'm looking this up for you. Okay. Um, I, I was, you know, I, I was going to ask you, sort of, you know, here's a guy that does all the right things, right? Right. And gets questioned where his loyalties are because he happens to be black and he happens to be a cop. Okay. I don't understand this stuff. Well, I'll help you out. Okay. Charles Charles Adams. Charles name. Adams, you're a hero in my book. Here, I'm going to help in my book, Charles Adams, as well. I'm going to help you out. No Go good deed ever goes unpunished. <laughs> Why are you stealing my lines? That was your line. Yeah, I remember that. You know what? That was that was on the uh, wall behind my grandfather's desk. No good mm-hmm. deed ever goes unpunished. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You know what? I think the bottom line is is if you force people to pick sides, you're you're not in it for the right reasons. You know, too much of this is all about size. Look at this. Right. And that was and that was his point, that why should I have to pick a side here? Well, he did you pick know? a side. He chose his community over his life in some cases. Yes, he did. He chose the kids that he coaches as well. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, but more importantly, when you're a cop, and we lost one, he was the uh, security guard for the St. Louis Aces the year I was there. But he mm-hmm. became the chief of police in East St. Louis. Yes, I remember the story very well. Oh, it's terrible. You know, he yes, it is. He was retired. He was a, off duty. He retired, not even working anymore. No, right? but you know what? His friend called him and said, "Will you please come and help me because they're tearing apart my store?" Mm-hmm. And he went down there to be that presence, and they filmed his execution live on Facebook. I so, don't remember. Sorry. Yeah, and he was African American, a good man. Disgusting. It's so. disgusting, and and I can't believe that people aren't disgusted by that because I was. Um, I'm appalled by that. But again, back to the making choices. That's what they want you to do. 
you know, they all talk about unity, but they don't want unity. They want conformity. And what they want is conformity right. to their own beliefs because they believe in their truth. But the problem is, is their truth isn't usually or ultimately the truth. And that whole thing has been blown out of proportion <clears throat> to the point where you can't be right without being wrong. Right. And, and that was the point that I thought was an interesting story. That you know, Oh, like see, I got it without watching it then. That this you did. And this Charles Adams to me is a hero because he said, listen, if I if you have to make me pick sides and you don't know where what I'm about. Then, you know, you're not my friend to begin with. And he had a line, you know, his wife basically sat him down when he was going through some of the tough time and said, hey, listen, if these people don't know what you're about, Charles, then, you know, they're not your friends. Well, that's usually said, the case. You know, yeah. Again, it's pick a side. It's pick a side. Right, well, and his father happens to be a, a, a cop as well. His father works on his football staff as well and is, and is still a cop. Right. I, I get all that, too, because, you know, police officers, I know people don't like them. It's interesting, though, when you talk about the defund the police crowd, the first person they call when they're in trouble is who? The police. I mean, now those police shouldn't be there if or they the had national, their way. Or they call the National Guard. Or the National Guard, which is the state police. <laughs> We're really, and the ultimate, it's the ultimate, like, contradiction now. You want to, and that gal in Minnesota, she wants to abolish the police. Right. Yeah, okay, because that wasn't, those businesses that were on fire and that police station that was on fire during those peaceful protests. That's where Charles Adams was located, too, by the way. Yeah, right. That's where a lot of those guys got sent to. And mm -hmm. during those peaceful protests, Thousands of police officers were injured because, you know, the peaceful protesters and there were actually many that were, you know, unfortunately, they were joined by militant people. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, nothing got resolved. The reality is, is we need more people like this police officer. George Adams, is it? Charles Adams. Charles we Adams. Many, many more people like him. Well, we have them, though, but they've been silenced, you know, and what happens then? is good people just go away that's how that's how nazi germany became nazi germany because good people fail to say anything and when that happens your society crumbles sadly like though we're in the cancel culture situation where they'll just cancel you for an opinion look what they right. want to do with these people in congress look what they want to do they want them all kicked out of out of the, out of the i'm sorry the senate because one congresswoman claims that they tried to get her killed. And I don't get any of that, but the end of the day is this. If you fail to do nothing, then you can't complain when they win. Well, like you, you know, we had discussed before the show, the problem is sometimes, you know, there's, you have other, other reasons for not chiming in. Well, yeah, you know, look at the, look at the entire, well, this was well done, by the way. Look at the entire issue with, uh, Joe Biden signing an executive order that allows boys who are transgender to compete against girls. And I yep. thought that was kind of wild. Look at the shouting match that's going on with Martina Navratilova. Crazy. Who, who has been, listen, I'm going to tell you something. This is my world now, and I know her. And the bottom line is, is when she came out as a lesbian in 1981, she lost 
millions of dollars. Yes. She also lost the opportunity to be named the greatest tennis player of all time. And, and that's, a, that's a mother. Because I can tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to do this. And I rarely do this, Scotty. But if Martina Navratilova were playing today, her style of tennis, she would still win, and Serena Williams would yes. be number two. I I don't disagree with you because that I really don't. But back, I, to, I mean, I, I feel bad for her because here she is. She's part of the community that they part talk of it. About. She's one the of face the first, of it. Uh, well, I was gonna say one of the pioneers, oh, so yeah. to speak of it, and you know she she's in the Charles Adams you know boat here that. She's not allowed to have an opinion that someone else disagrees with. I, well, I mean, you know, I, I feel for the poor girl that's suing the state of Connecticut that finished third in the uh, in the track and field for the state championship because two, uh, you know, transgender uh, boys, so to speak, beat her. Right. Now, I, I have a little, you know, tennis had that issue too, but, it, you know, when, uh, when Renee Richards came back she was richard oh i can't remember his last name. i remember that was a long time ago, yes it was but she sued successfully to compete in the united states open and she was much older at that time but she wasn't a very good tennis player as a guy mm -hmm. um and that's the that's the one thing that i want to make sure that is clear in this entire situation 0.7 percent of the population seven tenths of a percent of the population are between the ages of 13 and 18 are identify as transgender. That means that you'll have a better chance of running into or this like a situation in Connecticut, you have a better chance of getting COVID and dying than you do of running into or competing against a transgender individual. That being said, and I'm going to say this, Scotty, because I think I know how to do this because I already got flamed for this once this week. And I know you wanted to bring this up, and you were very no, clever. I, I, you were very I, I, clever I in how you did it, and I, I love I, that. I, I didn't necessarily want to, Bill, but I felt, you know, as we had talked, you know, sometimes, you know, silence is not a, you know. Right, and, and this is my time. So here's what I'll say. Okay. The thing that Martina Navratilova is, is decrying isn't so much that transgender boys and girls compete against each other because really when they're young, like in the ages of 11, 10, nine, you know, they can compete with each other. We do. I we go do, to plays with the boys right now. We, I know we do this at camp. Okay. We do this everywhere where we let the boys and girls compete against each other a bit, have a little fun, but the sides are fair. And what she's, what Martina is worried about, and, and I agree, and I said the same thing, is that what happens when they start to figure out a way to abuse this rule? What yeah, they, I, agree. I I agree. I was going to say the same exact thing with you. What about the kid that's in tenth grade that uh, you know, well, is a middle of the road uh, tennis player, but would be a, a, a scholarship uh, female tennis player, and just decides, hey, I'm going to do this. Okay, well, yeah, I think that's possible. But the one thing that I want to caution, and again, I don't think that's going to happen as often as we think it will because you still have to play. There's still logistics involved. Obviously, Joe Biden doesn't believe in those things because he says you can't discriminate against them. And that's fine. You shouldn't, by the way. But I, I, 
But what happens? Well, what happens is this: what happens when this guy, like, do you remember the story of Richard Williams and how Serena and Venus really came to be? Mm-hmm. You have. Well, in case you haven't, he was sitting there drinking beer, watching the U.S. Open. I think it was on black yep. and white TV in my hometown of Saginaw, Michigan, and he said to his wife, he says. I think that we could make a couple girls who can beat these white girls. And he was right. And that was my hats off to him. Of course, he had a lot of help, but whatever. But that, Richard was right about a lot of things when they called him crazy when he wouldn't let him play with the juniors either. Well, yeah, but that was an aberration. The, the <clears throat> problem with that, I'm going to address that too real quick before we get into the other. They also before we were, get back before we get back to the Super Bowl. My God, how did we get here? We always get this way. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, with Serena and Venus, they had each other to practice against. So right. stop all that crap. If you have a sibling who is better than you, in that case, it was Venus. You're going to gain from that because it's very rare that two world number ones are in the same place, training at the same place at the same time, and even more importantly, under the same roof as sisters or brother and sister whatever so that skip was good but i wouldn't recommend it for everyone else now back to the transgender thing what could happen is this let's say for example you want to make some money and you say you know what if we had a little boy and told him that he was a girl he could compete against the girls we could train him and if we're really lucky and that kid turns out to be pretty good he could be world number one in the wta tour that's the fear, uh, right? And I can't even comment on something like that because it's it's. But it's but there's precedent for for someone. No, I know it's it's scary. It's just scary that people would think that way. But they would because Richard Williams thought that way, and had two babies in the same sex sport. <laughs> so it's possible. It's very no, possible. No, absolutely. And, and the way people are today, some. You know, hey, that's an easy money ticket. Look at how many people put their kids in sports just so they can profit off them or in, or in acting or whatever. Unfortunately, yes. Right. So that's what I'm saying. And that's why she spoke against that. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with her. Let's, is, get back to the, yes. let's get back to the Super Bowl. Come All on. right. So I handled that for you. That's good. And I think it was a nice way <laughs> of handling it. But by the way, the Super Bowl Sunday, I'm still not that excited about it. But I want, to ca- I want to caution you all on something. There's prop bets out there for a reason. I watched the greatest handicapper who invented the modern-day sports book come up with all kinds of concoctions to take people's money from them, to separate the gamblers from their cash. That's why you see when you see those plus 400, 4 to 1s, plus 600, plus 800 odds, there's a reason they're that high. So I guess the first tip I would give, Scotty, if you were going to do prop bets, mm-hmm. if you were going to do prop bets. Just don't do them. <laughs> no, no, you can profit off them. Okay. But you have to figure out two things first. You have to figure out who's going to win, and then you have to take, and then you have to figure out why they're going to win. That's what a handicapper does. Now, these prop bets are enticing. I generally leave them alone because it's like hitting the lottery. That being said, I've done that, and it, sometimes it works out. But the prop bets that they've come up with are incredible. Like, I remember most of my time in Vegas, they didn't even let you bet on the coin flip. But you can bet on that at minus 103. Crazy. Yeah, but that's the only that's the only prop that you have a 50% chance of winning. 
Well, well, let me ask you this though. Uh, you know, here I have a buddy that like loves these prop bets. Uh, you happen to know him, you know, from Philadelphia, Jeff. My okay. buddy Jeff. Okay. Was a professional poker player as well, and if he would stick to poker, he'd be okay. But uh, um, <laughs> but they never do. No, they never do. But they never you know, do. he's been playing these prop bets that were. Uh, you know, over under Tom Brady's yarded throw, you know, passing. All right. Over under, uh, you know, uh, whoever, Kareem Hunt uh, rushing yards, things like that. Yes. Are those legit plays or are you reaching there as well? Or is it something, hey, if I figured out how this game's going to be played and I thought, you know, Tampa Bay's going to be playing from behind and Tom Brady's going to be throwing the ball, you know, is, is that something that you – would say is a good prop bet, so to speak. Well, of course, but again, you got to figure out the game flow. Now, I don't know. Let me see where these are. Super Bowl team. Um, I think there's one here for quarterbacks too. Obviously, I'm looking through this. There's hundreds of these, by the way. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a site called BetNow.eu because the DraftKings makes me download something, and it slows mm -hmm. down my computer, and I hate that. But I would say, you know, they've got all these things, but that's a good bet. Um, the The secret is, is you have to think that way, like you described. You have to, your game script or game flow that you've come up with, and that's what handicappers do long before the spread comes out. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be throwing. Now, you also have to remember that he has an interception thing too, right? Tom Brady, for example. Sure. So you have to be careful with that too. And uh, I would say that here you go. Here's I'm finding it now. Here, Tom Brady touchdown passes. This is a prop bet. Will he win? Will he have more touchdown passes than Alexander Ovechkin will have total points? Ovechkin plays for the Washington Capitals. <laughs> Tom Brady passing. See, there's tons of them. I have to scroll like 100 things down here. To find where these... Okay, here we go. Oh, no, there's even more, Scotty. There's mm -hmm. race to 35 points, race to 40 points. Who gets the 41st? Now, the Chiefs are like in the negative numbers for everything underneath 30 points. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there, so that's what you can look at, too. The bookies are expecting the Kansas City Chiefs to score at least 30 points. Mm -hmm. Now... The Buccaneers, they're not expecting the same thing. So when you look at this like race to 10 points, Tampa Bay is minus 110 if they score 10 points. Minus 110, that's like making a regular spread bet. <laughs> then mm -hmm. race to 15 points. Who gets there first? The Buccaneers are even money there at 15. And then it gets crazy. Plus 110 for the race to 20. So you're looking at, if you want to play a prop bet for Tom Brady, the over is the play to make because you, if you expect him to throw the ball a lot. Do you expect him to throw the ball, Scotty? Mm -hmm. uh, camp phone. Sorry, uh -oh. No worries. But do you expect him to uh, get over that thing? I I don't know. You know, I, I was asking more of, of, you know, what you thought of those prop bets than, than even what, you know, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't really looked at the game. I'm uh, more interested in watching as a fan. And like I told you at the beginning, I'm sort of intrigued by the game. Right. Um, however, 
as you know, uh, I'm one of the few people that do stick to what they do well. Right. I mostly play the four-legged animals. Uh, I'll throw in a DraftKings play here and there, and I know that was something else that you wanted to talk about today was uh, some of the DraftKings, uh, you know, showdown maybe or, uh, uh, you know, for the Super Bowl, the showdown plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but let, let's get back to this. Let's give – Let's see if we could give our listeners your uh, three best prop wages for the Super Bowl first. Wow. I'm still trying to rack through the list. It's nuttier than a fruitcake, man. There's hundreds of these things. <laughs> um, do, you have one, do you have one, then? Well, I'm, I had them. But other, than, this, other than heads on the coin toss. Okay, this list is just going bananas. They're putting more props as we speak because it keeps refreshing, Scotty. Um. I would well, say, like you said, casinos know they make money on these things. So okay, here here's what you, now. If you think this is this is a good one though, Kansas City Chiefs total touchdowns over four and a half or under four and a half. Now the under is minus three hundred, which is a death bet. You don't want to make that because it's you're basically getting buried. You're going to make about thirty bucks for a hundred dollar wager. But the over. If they score more than four, t- or actually they have to score five touchdowns, is plus two twenty. Now, when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, can do you think that they're going to score thirty five points? If you do, then you got a shot. But I was listening to a guy the other day who said that field goals are going to be a big thing here. You know, Kansas City moves the ball a lot. A lot. Bend, both, yeah, both bend and break defenses too. That's bend what you have. Break. Yeah, yeah. I would think I would think though they've set it up so you can't win a bet like that. God, where did all these freaking things go? I'll tell how you, do you how, how do you stop Tyree Hill if he's healthy like he was last week? My well, God. Well, you don't. And, but the Buccaneers might be able to. You know, again, I don't know that guy. I mean, he's turning two yard passes into eighty yard gains. It's crazy. well, he is because they're very creative with him. That's Eric and, he, and, and he's and he's ridiculously fast ridiculously fast but if he goes off for him to win the mvp it's plus 700 which is crazy isn't it yeah it's crazy because they don't feel like he's going to patrick mahomes is minus 140 so that would probably be a good bet what's brady plus 125 so you're gonna that would be equal uh yeah that, that they're anticipating one of the quarterbacks obviously so well, of course, because that's who usually based wins on it. based on uh, based on those odds too, you know. But at the end of the day, I would probably you know who I would take. I would probably take Tom Brady to win the MVP. But again, that's based on who I think is going to win, and who's mm-hmm. going to shine through. So I would well, let me let me ask you this. I I don't you know here's how much I've thought about betting on the Super Bowl. What is the spread? What is the total? Oh, let's do that. And what's your, and what's your opinion on that? That's you know, what we probably should have done first because you have to probably. figure out who's going to win, you know, because we mm-hmm. kind of went along the way again, which is okay. That's why people tune in. But uh, yeah. three points. Kansas City's favored by three points. The total is 55 and a half. And on the money line for Kansas City to win is minus 165. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at plus 144. I don't think, I think if this game gets between three points and zero, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is going to win it. Tampa Bay will beat them if it stay, if they can keep Patrick Mahomes 
from and Tyreek Hill from going wild. That's how they'll win that game. And I don't know if they can. But what about Travis Kelsey? Well, Kelsey's another one. He's a, he's a plus 700 to win the MVP. He's fine too, but I think it's going to come down to that skill position. Maybe Kelsey, but more likely it's going to be Tyreek Hill. Look at the creative ways that they've found to use him. Like the Steelers use uh, Clay or uh, Chase Claypool the same way. So back to the game. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is pretty good. I also think that Patrick Mahomes is hurt. He's been hurt since he took that shot in the knee. I can't remember the game. Maybe it was the Dallas Cowboys game. Did they play Dallas this year? It was one of those games around week 9 or 10 when he took a shot and he landed funny and he came off the field for one play, if you remember, and came back. I think it was. Did they play Dallas? I'm not sure. I, I remember him getting hurt, though, and I remember the uh, Chiefs offense wasn't as potent as it was. Wow. That, that's for sure. And I think you are right. I think that was the game. Because it happened. It was a Sunday afternoon and it happened. And he was probably running. That was the game Prescott would have too, wasn't it? I think it was. But uh, I remember he scrambled to his right and he was looking to throw one of those awkward passes off his right leg that probably your coach, our great coach Jay Fiedler, might not recommend to a kid. But uh, uh, No, he definitely wouldn't. No, he definitely wouldn't. But that caused them some trouble. I also am very curious about the backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can stop that backfield. And so I think that everything I'm going to lean towards... They didn't towards, play Dallas, though, by the way. I, just was looking I can't remember game. who it was, though. But anyway, his left knee got hurt, and he hasn't been the same since. They talk about it every week. Mm-hmm. And yet Kansas City is a minus-165 favorite. Do you, don't you think he would need to be fully healthy to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a little surprised by the line that uh, it is only three. Um, I get that the game's at Raymond James Stadium, but uh, it's certainly not a home field in this in this year. Um, I, I, I'm a little surprised, and I think, you know, again, it tells me everything I would know about betting on two-legged animals that they're baiting you into taking the Kansas City Chiefs, and they feel it's going to be a closer game than you, everyone out there thinks. Well, that's just it. And they know how to make the line. There's another misconception I need to tell you, is that people say Vegas is usually right. No, they're always right. You know how they're always right? They know how to take money from both sides and keep their liabilities low so they can maximize their profits. It's the same way I handicap it and, and talk to my customers. I do the same way that they do. So, uh, But at the end of the day, it's going to be close, I think. I don't see the Kansas City Chiefs blowing them out. And if it comes to that, that 10 Super Bowls of experience with more weapons than he's ever had, other than Randy Moss, of course, but he's got three or four guys who can get the job done. You ready for my prediction? Go ahead. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover the plus three at even money, and I'm going to take Tampa Bay on the money line to win at plus 144. Hey, you heard it here first. That's the only place you're going to hear it. Great Phil Masons telling you to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus the points and 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the money line. And and we're going to play over 55 and a half. And over 55 and a half. Because I think this is going to be a shootout because Tom Brady's going to want that. Well, do you remember? Do you remember the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl? Oh my! You know what? I I sort of do. Um, I, I mean, I, I'll tell you how much I remember it. We, um, the kids were young. Okay. So we went to a friend's house to watch the first half with the kids. Mm-hmm. I think we stayed through the third. We wound up, of course, staying through the third quarter. And at that point, the game was technically. Uh, if Dan Quinn could have coached a little better, the game was over. I guess uh, the Atlanta Falcons were pretty much winning. We we went, we got in the car, took the kids home. Basically, were like this game's over. Um, put the kids to bed. Pam and I turned the TV on, and here come the Patriots. And Brady's gonna win. And I remember telling my kids, and I couldn't believe it. You know that oh my God, how did they lose? To the right. Falcons? You know, um, there was basketball on that day, too. The Super Bowl came on about 11.30 at night for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had to work at 1 a.m. You were, you were in uh, Greece, correct? Then? Correct. That one? Yeah, I, I remember being in France and watching the Super Bowl at midnight. Yes, but that's I, the best time. The only, good, the only good thing for me was that was the year um, Peyton Manning was with the Denver. They snapped it over his head the first play, and the game was over right about there. So I was able to go to sleep about twelve twenty. Right, <laughs> right, right. I remember that. Seattle, the Seattle blew him out. So you know, and that's the crazy thing about it is is sometimes these games can be unpredictable, but I think this one is going to be relatively predictable. Now I want to give you a couple props, but this thing keeps refreshing, Scotty. To the point that okay. it's ridiculous. I'm trying to find the quarterbacks because that's really where you want to go. Um, the over/under on the uh, number, I think it's 295. If I read it right, touchdown props. I'm getting there, guys. I promise, I'm getting there. <laughs> but they have so many of these. Listen to this. They even have a halftime show props. How many songs oh, will we sure. play during the halftime show? Over eight or under eight? <laughs> Over eight minus one eighty five, under eight plus one forty five. And it's a, and it's amazing that you couldn't get the inside information on something like that. My God, how do you know they don't? I'm sure they do. You know, and then you, here's another one: TV commercial props. Huh. White woman, black man minus one sixty. First interracial couple shown: white woman, black man, black woman, white man, even oh, money. Boy. White man, black man plus two hundred. I think, I think uh, we've lost our minds here. Well, they have, and that's the whole point of all these things. Now, here you go. The Gatorade shower props. What color is it going to be? Orange, red or pink, yellow, green or lime, green or lime, purple, clear or blue. Isn't it amazing? Harry Carson, it's still going on today. Still going on today. Um, I cannot see. I remember when they started that. I can't believe that I can't find the quarterback props here. They're everywhere too, by the well, way. Then let's then let's do this. Let's let's move on to this one. Okay. We talked about um, a showdown in DraftKings. Yeah, so, that's a tough one because you're going to pay money and you're going to be a lone candidate. Here's what you do in showdowns, and I learned this from a guy who cleaned up for years doing this. Mm-hmm. You got to get ridiculous at DraftKings. A, a normal lineup is not going to win. 
So what you want to do is you want to go to a site that doesn't refresh every two seconds for these props and you want to look at them and you want to mm -hmm. take because people are going to look at that and they're going to say Devin White is plus $4,500 to win the MVP. McCole Hardeman plus 3500 If they're on the board here, it's likely they think they're going to be pretty good. Um, so you want to look for that. And, and out of those guys like that, you're just looking for a touchdown. You're really, just, right? Yeah, that's all you're looking for is a touchdown. What you want to do, though, is you want to figure out who could score multiple touchdowns and put them as your captain of the showdown. Right. Now, usually, I would say, if it were me, I would definitely get a wide receiver like Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. I would even, you know, I, I'll tell you this. I wouldn't be surprised if Rob Gronkowski scores a couple of times on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I think that that relationship there is still pretty good. You know, Gronkowski doesn't look bad as a football player. He looked pretty good, and he had some pretty good games. But I would look did at the Did you read the article on Gronkowski with his video workouts? Oh, yeah. He's insane. Was that great? That was great. See, he that's... changed his shirt. He changed his shirt and sent them into the coaches. I, I thought that was classic. He sure did. That's a fact. That was good. Now I would say though, back to DraftKings, is you don't want to get too crazy with showdowns because they're hard. But let's 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 say what we can find here for the folks, and maybe give them a couple. Well, is there of... anything other? Than, is there anything other than a showdown for the Super Bowl? Because it's a one-time game right yeah but it's but it's only i don't believe so um i'm looking right now let's see yeah there's all game sets there's second half of the bowl fourth quarter you can play the madden stream over there um the showdown though is uh i don't get what is here you go let's just use this one okay at the end of the day you have to remember that you want to play in a single entry. That's your best shot at actually winning money. More you know what? I had a friend. I had a friend that told me the same thing. You want to play only single entries because these other guys are playing 150 entries mixed around. Yeah, that's the problem with FanDuel and DraftKings is that the wealthy usually win, kind of like in the real world. But uh, kind of like the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't mess with that. I was in Greece when it all collapsed there, so I, I'm not a big fan. But like, what you could do now? Here's a play. Cameron Braid has been very sneaky this season. Yes, he has. And he's at seventy two hundred dollars now. If you play him as your captain or your king or whatever they're calling it over there, um, you're going to have about eighty five hundred dollars a player, which is going to hold you back from taking. Five guys. There's only five players left more expensive than what you have in your average salary remaining. So you can punch in a guy like Tyreek Hill. Now, if you think that the Chiefs are going to win, then you're going to go with Tyreek Hill. You're obviously going to go with Mahomes, and you still have 6800 bucks. You're probably going to want to go against that guy. So you're more than likely going to take maybe a Mike Evans or a Chris Godwin or a Leonard Fournette if you think he's going to have a big game. And if you do, then that's okay. 7,800. Now you got 6,300. Obviously, Tampa Bay can move the ball. So you're going to either take one of two kickers. You're going to either take Butker or you're going to take Suckup. I think Suckup is going to get more opportunities. 
So now you've got three Tampa Bay players and two Kansas City Chiefs, and now you've got 8800 bucks left. You can stick in right here. Chris Godwin, and you are zero. <laughs> so, so Cameron Brait, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Leonard Fournette, Ryan Suckup, and Chris Godwin. That's one way to build a lineup. Mm-hmm. And they, they have made it, you know, they, they, listen, those things I find extremely interesting. I usually do those things. That's because the only thing. Because they really I make it, they do make it very difficult. I mean, I, I'm just looking at it now and I go, even if you take McCauley Hardman as your captain, you cannot fit the top players into your lineup. You only can fit two or three. But now, here's what you could also do. If you think Tampa Bay is going to win, and obviously the game script thinks that they're going to be from behind, so they're going to throw the ball, mm-hmm. You could and and his top receiver is probably Mike Evans. But I'm going Evans to, or Godwin, I would Yeah, think so. well, they're $400 difference. So that's not enough at, to make a difference. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play Mike Evans here, right here. Mike Evans as my captain. What about Scotty Miller? Scotty Miller is going to be that forgotten guy, but I wouldn't play him at the captain. Now, you could. Let's let You want to make a lineup with him real quick? Scotty Miller. Sure, now, just, to, I mean, just to see if you could fit him in. Oh, know, I think again. I can fit more than you think. Now, I can get Leonard Fournette in there, but I don't know if I want him. So what I'm going to do... Is if well, do I'm you gonna... have to? Let me ask you this: Do you have to, with Mahomes and uh, Kelsey and Hill, you you almost have to pick, right? Who you're going to play in those in the you know those situations? Well, right? yeah, but what I'm going to do is if I'm building because you ta- can't necessarily fit them all in your lineups. Right? Well, no, you can't. But what you can do though, we have Scotty Miller as the captain and Tom Brady, and we still have eighty seven hundred dollars, so we can mm-hmm. fit Mike Evans in there comfortably. We can fit in Chris Godwin comfortably now we're going to flip the script and we're going to take this edwards hilaire at seven thousand and now we have ten thousand and we can fit in who do we fit in next okay we can take tyree kill so here's a lineup too and you've left three hundred dollars on the table you can take miller as your captain you can go with tom brady mike evans chris godwin edwards hilaire and tyree kill is Miller a good choice for a contrarian captain, so to speak? Yeah, he would be because you know what? With Tom Brady, do you remember how he usually found that odd guy that no one was looking for, like Hogan? Oh, oh, always. Or yeah. Amendola? He seems to like those underdog guys because, well, he was an underdog. So I think that Scotty Miller's a great contrarian play, and especially in a single entry. Or a multi-entry. If you, let's say, for example, you want to play one lineup in a, like I do, with two hundred and fifty thousand, because that's my only goal remaining in this stuff, <laughs> and I'll do that. But if I were playing a single lineup, I would not have Scotty Miller as my first guy, as my king. If I was going with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win, which I would be, I would I probably I would take Chris Godwin as my king. Then I would drop Edwards Hilaire because I don't think he's going to do much. And I would probably go with McCole Hardman because he's cheap. And then I can get another kid in here, and I'm going to. And I have this funny feeling because Demarcus Robinson is COVID-19. I think that this kid Pringle is going to get a look or two. (laughs) Yep. And I'm going to stick him in there. I've left 600 on the table, and this is what I have. 
because that's how you win with these funky ones. If this was a single entry lineup, I would go Chris Godwin, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, McCole Hardman, Pringle, and Tyreek Hill and keep my fingers crossed. Wait, hold on. I got to write that down again because I may actually play it. Why not? So, it might work. Go ahead. You, you have, go ahead. Godwin yeah. at the captain. Yep. Godwin is the captain. Tom Brady, Mike Evans, McCole Hardman, Pringle, and Tyreek Hill. Because you're going to have to play cheap if you're going to put Godwin as your uh, captain. And would you switch Evans and Godwin also as a secondary lineup there? I would probably do that, yeah. You're only going to get a savings of about 400 bucks, but yeah. Because one of those two guys are going to score the points if you're with Tampa Bay. Now, if now if you're with Kansas City, obviously you want to get whoever you think is going to score the most, whether it's Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, go with them. Make sure you have Mahomes in your lineup and leave the defenses out of this. Yeah, they make it very difficult with Kansas City because of the price tags, which, you know, makes sense. And they should. Now, here's what we're going to do because this stupid bet now kept putting new draft or prop bets yep. in here. And, and we're starting to run out of time soon, aren't we? Yeah, we've got about a minute and a half. And I've hogged up the whole show. But <laughs> what I'm going to say is this. This way I only get in trouble, and that's okay. If you want some help with your prop bets, if you're a listener of the canteen, you can reach me on Twitter or Instagram at Cash with Flash. And if you tell me that you listen to the canteen, I'll help you navigate the prop bet waters. I'll have some prop bets on my betting sheet that day for you because I'll be paying more attention on Saturday and I'll be willing to do that. You can find that at Cash with Flash. Go ahead, you and got you, a minute and, and, and a half left. And you and you won't be disappointed. I'm gonna tell you anybody that does that will not be disappointed with uh, as I always say to great Phil Nasons. Um <laughs> I'm excited about I'm excited about Sunday. I'm excited to see how your predictions are going to turn out. Right. Um, I, I, I guess my I'm, customers are too. Yeah, of course. I'm actually going to play one of your DraftKings lineups, and I, I am actually going to reach out to Cash with Flash and see if I can get a a different lineup put together and say I'm a loyal Canteen listener. Oh, right. There so. you go. Yeah. See, you found the loophole because usually I just ignore you on Sundays. <laughs> Because And I don't mean to do it on purpose, but I, I'm busy. But you know what? This has been a great show. I appreciate you listening. Scotty appreciates you listening. You can find us at cashwithflash.com. Or I'm sorry, philnasonshow.com. You can also find us at CSN Sports Radio. The, the show airs about three times a day. If you'd like to bring this show to your station, let us know. You can catch me at flash at cashwithflash.com. If you want to bring your child or send your child to Brookwood Camps, visit brookwoodcamps.com. And get hooked up. Won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. For Scott Fiedler, I'm Phil Nasons. Thanks for listening to The Canteen. You've been listening to The Canteen with Phil Nasons and Scott Fiedler. Find us on social media at Cash with Flash and at your podcast catcher of choice.